In sync, we can create things that are greater than the sum of our individual capacities. This November, DAOSTAC presents a new playing field for decentralized human collaboration, Genesis 1.0, where peers and our different types of organizations will be able to coordinate around common goals, collectively managing shared pools of resources. Such an alliance running on a new version of Alchemy will function as a laboratory for decision-making at scale, paving the way towards unprecedented forms of organizing. The conversation you are about to listen to is part of the series of interviews DAO to Earth, an inquiry-based project funded by Genesis DAO that seeks to further understand the experience of participating in a DAO and how this new framework for organizing relates to the world we're currently living in. So here we are. We're recording uh, after a really nice warm-up <laughs> uh, for the conversation. Uh, yeah, we have Pat from from Dowstack. Uh, I think the community is is uh, know him very well. Uh, he he has been um, involved with a lot of well, uh, pretty much everything happening around Dowstack for since the beginning. We were talking about that right now, uh, and yeah, some of the memories we were discussing some of the memories of the ICO. Dowstack ICO, which, well, hi, Pet, <laughs> uh, to <Hi>. whoever, <laughs> whoever's tuning in right now. Here. Yeah, thank you. Um, just to bring back some context again, this is, this is a conversation happening for the series of interviews with uh, Genesis members. Uh, Pat is, is one of the most active Genesis members uh, that there is. And Oh my God! I'm now think, really remembering all of the moment with <laughs> with the ICO and it's and yeah, back. it's coming back. We worked together um, f during the early days of Dowstack. We we were in the same team during the ICO, the comms team or communications team, and we were just talking about the crazy moments we had uh, dealing with uh, Telegram with 20k. What was the top? Uh, did we reach 30k? Uh, I think I think at the top it was like 22 or 23,000, um, mm. but I, I I really don't think many of those were humans. Right, um, probably some robots. <laughs> yeah, definitely a number of of bots uh, jumping in. Yeah. It was it was absolutely a craze at that time. If you, yeah, 20, 2017, right? 2017. Uh, was it 2017? No, 18. No, it was last. 28. Yeah, 2018. Never mind. It was yeah. It was last year. Uh, the ICO itself happened in in. It was April. No, was it 24? April 24? Something. It was. Like. It was the very end of that that ICO craze that, right. that sort of started uh, a, a year before that. I want to say or nine months before that, and it yeah. and it went on. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I've seen the, the, the graphs, um, and I think we were one of the, the very last projects to, to raise um, sort of what we raised. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, a significant amount. That's true, that's true. And, oh boy, did we work. Uh, Telegram was, in the, well, in the beginning, it was full of really, really relevant questions, which we had to knock our heads around to to answer 
but then it was mostly dealing with rage. Uh, people were just uh, insane about, well, details about the sale and then uh, f finding all kinds of problems with the project. There was a lot of, yeah, a lot of free hate. I don't know where that came from. Uh, I guess there was there was kind of an un, there was a lot of scrutiny, right? Um, I feel and and you know uh, not not really a, a constructive uh, scrutiny at at times. Um, mm. But you know this is this is people's uh, uh, money, so mm. so I don't I don't know how unfair it it was um, that things played out the way they did. Um, but I'm, I'm very happy that the, the project kind of had a chance to, to become what it is today because we, we went through that. Yeah. It definitely, it definitely made us stronger in a way, right? Especially after the ICO, I, I had a feeling that there was a lot of, of, of proud in, in share proudness. Proudness, is that a word? Uh, we were... We, we have this sense of, of accomplishment uh, after it. So, yeah, that, that was... I think we can make, we can make proudness a word. We well, can let's, make let's it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, cool, cool. And I, I wanted to bring it back. How did you, how did you get to, to Dowstack? Like, how did you find it? Because um, I remember you came a bit before the ICO. Uh, I was probably one... I might have welcomed you in the in the community chat. I think so. And then you you got you really engaged with the project to the point where you were invited to join. How did you come across it? What were your quests back then that brought you to Dostek? So I was I was at a an interesting period um, in my life. In February. Do we want to, to go through the whole story? Do we want yeah, to start? We can, do it. we can do it. The idea is to get it's is to also focus on your story, not necessarily the project itself. Totally, I'm 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 into it. Um, so I'll I'll actually start in February of 2017. So I'll start yeah. a year before yeah. Stack. Um I was I was working in, in in corporate America. I was working as a as an ad man in uh, New York. And I, I worked uh, across uh, a lot of different entertainment clients. Uh, so HBO, Netflix, uh, Universal Pictures, and, and Disney um, were probably the, the, the primary ones. And I was doing creative work for them. So a lot of social content and uh, some, some creative planning for their, their digital campaigns. And I, I remember I was at work and I was on Reddit uh, and I saw this post about uh, the Ethereum Enterprise Alliance, you know, Microsoft mm. and uh, JP Morgan making this, this really um, big uh, conglomerate of folks who are going to experiment with this new technology uh, called blockchain. Mm. Um, they were going to experiment with, with smart contracts, you know, um, at the time was programmable Bitcoin. Um, and that, that got my attention. 
So I, I did a little research after I saw this post and, uh, you know, at the time I, I was uh, in, in quite a bit of student debt. Um, I was working a nine to five and, and very much uh, tethered uh, to, to a very normal life, I would say, uh, or unfortunately a, a normal life for, for most people at my age at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just, I just kind of threw caution to the wind and I said, listen, I have a, a couple thousand bucks. I'm just going to buy a bunch of ether because, mm-hmm. um, you know, this technology looks really amazing. And I, I feel like this is the next big thing. Uh, and I really did at the time. And I, I ended up um, uh, buying, buying a, not a large sum of ether, but, but large enough that, you know, within six months, there was this big uh, price raise. Um, and I, I, I made enough money to pay off all of my college debt. And I, I went ahead and I did that. I, I made that choice. Nice. And, you know, I was very unhappy at the time as well, because I, I had felt like for, for a very long time, uh, you know, almost a year at that point, I had really started to feel, um, you know, depressed. You know, I was really feeling um, like, a, like I was chained to the job. Um, like I, I, I couldn't do anything but the job. I was, I had two roommates in New York, uh, in a three bedroom apartment that was, that was very small. And, and that was, that was kind of my life. And I, I really felt like I needed more space and I needed to explore and, and, and become, um, something a little more than I, than I was. Mm-hmm. So I, I paid off the debt. I had some some money left over from this uh, that I, I then kind of invested in myself, or I, I chose to invest in myself. Um, and I said, I'm going to take half a year off. I'm, I'm going to read uh, a lot of books. I'm going to revisit uh, economics and, and finance. I, I went to college for, for economics. Um, so it's it's really a passion of mine. Um, understanding uh, that, and especially political economy now, I'm, I'm very much uh, interested in this. Um, but at the same time, uh, on the side, I was uh, doing some research work um, for a number of um, token sale buyers. Uh, so this was kind of a private group that that was looking at the various token sales that were happening, and they wanted to to kind of understand you know, what, what should we put some, some money in, you know, what, what should we avoid, um, that, that kind of idea. And, and I said, you know what, I'm, I'll volunteer to do the research for this. I, I mm-hmm. think this is, this is fun for me. Um, and I'm, I'm really learning a lot by doing this. So, uh, that went on between, uh, you know, I, I, I want to say July of 2017 and, and January of 2018. Mm-hmm. So, so quite a long time. I ended up uh, researching about uh, 30 or 40 token sales. And when I, when I say that, I, I mean reading the white paper, really understanding the architecture of each and um, you know, developing a feeling for whether or not this technology was important. And, mm-hmm. you know, what I, what I discovered or, or the conclusion I came to was that most of the tech at the time was, was kind of irrelevant. You know, these, these tokens um, were not novel. Um, they, were, they were gift cards in a sense. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was a very real sense of, okay, this, this is an unregulated industry that's behaving quite poorly. Um, and not really using the technology in, in the way I thought it should be used. Um, just a, a side note here, I'm, I'm definitely a decentralization advocate. 
Mm-hmm. I see centralized power structures, uh, especially financial structures, um, abstracting uh, much of the violence in our world in ways, in invisible ways that that's um, uh, unfortunately we, we don't really perceive. Um, it, it, it cloaks our understanding of things, but this this underlying violence uh, is, is going on all over the world. Um, and it's because of this, this global financial structure that we've adopted. Um, so, so for me, this is a very personal thing as well, uh, working for Dow Stack and being able to um, maybe not uh, challenge these power structures quite yet, but, but begin to articulate a solution which looks like a real solution um, in comparison to, to what we have now. And maybe we can get back, we can get into that a little bit more uh, later uh, during yeah. the conversation. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll wrap up my story. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, February of 2018, uh, a colleague of mine who was uh, one of the individuals I was providing this research for um, introduced me uh, to uh, DowStack. And they were looking for someone who was really uh, well experienced or really uh, knowledgeable about token sales because they were they were going into their own token sale. Mm. And I, I said to him, "Sure, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. I'd, I'd like to, to understand the project uh, a, a bit more, though." And so, you know, I, I went through the white paper. Um, I read uh, a number of Primavera de Filippi's uh, papers. Yeah. Um, so she's written a, a very very um, important paper in my eyes called blockchain and the economic institutions of capitalism mm. and there she started to articulate the solutions that in the past six months of education um, where I was I was reading these various economics books and, and becoming a little bit more educated in this field um, you know she she's pointed me in the right direction in, mm. a, in a huge way and made clear that we are dealing with an institutional technology. We're dealing with something that can create rules that, that bring people together. And the nature of these rules can be more fair, can be more flat, um, and can disrupt um, these, these ultimately hierarchical systems, um, centralized hierarchical systems, which are uh, damaging our earth um, and, and, and damaging so many people on this earth as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so after I read that, I, I came to a conclusion um, because because I had I had a contrast here. I, I was able to see, okay, the here's DowStack and here are these other 40 papers that I've evaluated. And, and to me, it, it was absolutely clear that this technology was using blockchain in, in an mm. interesting and, and novel way, that it, it did have something of real substance, that it, it could be meaningful, um, you know, if executed. And mm. and and I said to them, I, I would like nothing more than, than the opportunity to work with you guys. Mm-hmm. And they, they really took that to heart. And I, I got the, the real joy of, uh, you know, working uh, 80 hour to um, 100 hour weeks for the yeah. next two months uh, for this absolutely insane token sale. And I, yeah. I actually had the privilege of working with you. And that was that was really nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that's how all of this came to be. That's that's the story. Mm-hmm. Great story. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know about that. Uh, I didn't know how you had come to all of this, um, and to hear to hear about how how this technology really changed a lot in your life is really 
really relevant to contextualize all of, all of what you've been doing, at least for me. Nice. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. I'm happy you you came across that Reddit post uh, that day. <laughs> uh, and how it's interesting how the yeah. the smallest go ahead go sort ahead. of things can can spiral into to uh, completely different paths in life. You know, the, the, I, I'm a big fan of the butterfly effect. This mm-hmm. idea that the, the flapping of the wings of a butterfly could create a hurricane on another continent, and we just are not witness to the the mathematics and the the, the physical laws that are creating this this absolute um, the, the, this complex system that's, that's right. going on around that is that is indeed something very interesting and it reminds me of of how i came across daustek uh, as well which is uh, which involves natalia um and we so so i think my story also starts uh in 2017 when i decided to leave school again so i was in my second uni i i left it two years in and one of the things that I started doing without really knowing why I just really wanted to do it was to uh, write and, and create content on complexity and, and complex systems in Portuguese. I felt that that kind of discussion was not happening uh, in Brazil, uh, where I'm from. And out of this work, uh, I... I started researching a lot of different thinkers in the space and kind of like their solutions to the times we we are living in uh, coming from a complexity science background. And then I did a summary of the work of this guy called Joe Brewer. Um, and that was early, to ta- early 2018. That was around January or so. And then Natalia which if, if you who are listening to us don't, don't know her, she, she has worked for Daustek uh, since the beginning as well. She's well known in this space. Uh, and at that time she was in the initial talks with Matan about Daustek, which was forming after Backfeed. But uh, she came across one of my writings that I did on this guy because she was following him. Uh, this this thinker practitioner uh, Joe Brewer, and then we connected because she saw the blog that I was uh, feeding on complexity and all that. And we had for two weeks we had uh, three or four calls where we really synced in. It was crazy how much things we had in common in regards to our our understanding of the world at that moment. Uh, and then when, yeah, it was like two or three weeks after we had met, she told me about Daostek and I had told her that I was following the project. Uh, I had come to Daostek from another place. But then she, she messaged me and she said, uh, two weeks in after we met, hey, uh, there was, there's this position that just opened in Daostek um is for community management um the the team has has given me the 
the trust to decide who should come and fulfill this position. And I thought about you and I was like, well, we, we just met. Uh, I don't really know much more about Dowstack than what is in, in the GitHub uh, repo, which at the moment was not much. But I have a feeling this is a good way to go. And then I decided to join and then things really went crazy paths from that moment on. Um, well, it brought us here to, to Dowcast and to this conversation. Uh, but it was really something very un, unpredictable. And, and the way it all developed also reminds me a lot of this kind of... Um, yeah, a complex phenomena that, that sometimes guides some of the things in our lives, like the butterfly effect, like little things that you do. And then when you see they are, they are full hurricanes uh, somewhere else. Um, yeah. <laughs> so your, your, your blog post was, uh, was uh, your butterfly. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For, for Dowstack, yes, yes. And I like... I just did that because I thought that guy had interesting ideas and then boom, crazy, crazy things. Uh, and, and this is happening all the time, right? Um, and we're just not aware. Some of the things that we do, like some of the butterflies that we put out there, they just take longer to, to manifest into other scales or they might manifest to other people other than us uh, and we're not even aware of. But my feeling is that this is happening all of the time. Uh, and again, we, we are blind to the underlying principles behind it, right? Uh, or at least we, we haven't come up with ways to measure them yet. So they are blind to our scientific method. But they're there. Uh, speaking of which, there's a butterfly here. <laughs> uh, cool. It, it heard the call. Yes, it's, yes. Uh, it's summoning a hurricane. Well, I, I don't think we need another hurricane, but it's it's summoning a new hurricane. Yeah, yeah. Let it be metaphorical. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, okay, so so there was the ICO and then that was the moment when I when I also disconnected a bit from Dowstack, uh, mostly because I wanted to keep building around this this blog, uh, which I did, um, but you did not disconnect from it, right? You 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 kept on on being more and more involved. So I think this would be a good moment to get a bit of your perspective on what has happened uh, on Dowstack and then Genesis since those early days, um, and whatever you find relevant. Uh, also, just yeah, just so we have this this registered this. Uh, historical perspective. I don't think that's something that we have even written, right? No, I would I would say there's no sort of uh, archive uh, in in that sense. Um, you know, I, I see what you're doing here as as being uh, important uh, for those reasons. So you know what's what's gone on between uh i suppose may of, of 2018 and uh now uh which is the september the 25th of uh 2019 um you know i would i would say the the product has has absolutely uh transformed um you know you you go in you know i i remember it was it was uh june of 2018 you would open alchemy 
the first iteration of it and you'd wait two minutes for it to load and there was a, a single queue of proposals um, to, to vote on um, and those, those proposals were quite simple. They just uh, distributed funding or, or voting power. Um, you know, and, and there were even sort of things where like you couldn't uh, remove uh, voting power from someone who was behaving poorly. Um, so there were, there were uh, there was a lack of safeguards in this system against malicious actors. Um, it really was uh, sort of a, uh, an interesting time, the six months or so after that where uh, a small community of, of not even early adopters, but, but absolutely in, insane innovators uh, came together and started really asking the question of, okay, now we have this, uh, this blockchain uh, fund management system. Um, and it's, it's more than that in, in many ways, but I, I, the, the first version, I would say, that's, that's primarily uh, what it's been used for or what it's, what it's being used for, um, which is in itself very novel. Um, if you, if you think about it, uh, every DAO can be its own bank. Um, you know, every DAO can, can behave like a, a community credit union, or it can behave like a, an insurance, um, collective of, of some sort. So for, for me to sort of arbitrarily say, oh, whatever, it's, it's a decentralized, um, fund management is, is not necessarily true. Um, or, or it doesn't capture the scope of, of what I'm expressing. Um, and, and maybe the important thing or the most important thing that's happened in, in the last year and a half is we have a better understanding of scope. We've had the ability to not only explore and learn from uh, the Genesis DAO, so this first DAO uh, deployed on DAO stack, but from another of other DAOs as, as well. So there was a DX DAO, um, you know, the first instance of a DAO, uh, not only managing funds, but uh, governing uh, the logic of a decentralized application, which is uh, such a very powerful um, use case if, if you really start to imagine what that could turn into over time. Um, we have uh, an instance of the PokéDAO, uh, which was a, a grants program created by the Web3 Foundation uh, to, to grow their own uh, ecosystem. Um, you know, now uh, we, we've had a, a chance to watch uh, a couple of smaller DAOs. We've watched uh, a team called Dorg, a decentralized uh, freelance developer collective, um, use DAOStack. And uh, you know maybe maybe CuraDAO is a good a good thing to talk about as well. So this DAO that has made it its mission to improve uh, the sustainability um, of of the island nation of, of Curacao, um, something similar to uh, an NGO um, but organized uh, using the blockchain and managing its own funds uh, using a blockchain. So over time, the, the capabilities of, of Alchemy, uh, this, this first application on, on DAOStack, this DAO interface have, have changed. Um, you know, originally while it was distributing funds, now it can uh, control an application. It can uh, manage what's called a scheme registrar, which is a, too technical of a, of a term to use. Um, I would think of it more as, as a, a 
almost like a Windows update. Um, you know, the ability to install new modules uh, to your DAO um, to change the governance logic. Um, we, we've implemented something called a, a generic scheme as well. So DAOs uh, can use this to call um, the methods of, of contracts on the Ethereum blockchain. And when you think of all of the, the DeFi tooling, which now exists, you know, you have, you have lending, you have decentralized uh, lending, um, you have decentralized trading, uh, and some, some really um, uh, liquid DEXs now that didn't exist before, things like the, the Kyber network and, and Uniswap. Um, so you, you have these tools that exist and, and DAOs can interact with these tools. And you know, all, all of these different pieces are starting to come together. Um, we're, we're really seeing the, the emergence of a sculpture um, before, where before there was, there was nothing but stone. And I think the development of these use cases, the understanding that we've gained through, through 18 months of testing, um, and has, uh, provided us with a clear roadmap of where we need to go next. Nice. Very, very poetic, um, historical perspective of the of the entire the entire thing and we failed as often as possible <laughs> where, where have you failed um i, I think we've we failed in a, in a couple of places you know we we failed uh you know with the application mm. um the first instance of it uh, the instances of it after that um so so alchemy was was just not built well, um, and we, we really had to learn how to how to build it better um, to to facilitate these human relationships that are forming on top of it. You know, there's almost another layer to the DAO stack. We we call it the DAO layer um, that's sitting at the very top. But but the DAO layer is not just a structural layer. It's a it's a sociocultural layer yeah. as well. Um, and I, I think I think we also failed that layer at times. You know. There, there were people um, who had, uh, you know, an idea of where to take the DAO, and you know, at times we we just weren't very good communicators, or we weren't very good stewards of this this ecosystem that was uh, emerging under ourselves, um, and we we made mistakes there. Uh, to, I made mistakes there as mm -hmm. well. Um, you know, the, the great thing about experience is that it creates a growing confidence. Um, and that confidence doesn't come from being successful all the time. Um, that confidence comes from a, a growing understanding of your own capabilities. And that comes from failure mm -hmm. because you, you test your limits mm -hmm. and you, 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 you know, hit your head on the wall and then, you know, one, one day the wall breaks and, and then you can move forward. Um, but sometimes there's collateral damage in, in the process, uh, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's all hope that our heads don't break instead. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> ideal. Ideal. Let's, let's wear uh, helmets. Uh, all right. And, and then I think it's, it's a good moment now to talk a little bit about what we were talking earlier uh, in regards to where this is all going. Uh, there's some exciting 
exciting news in regards to Genesis itself. Um, it's it's uh, we were talking about butterflies before, right? Genesis is kind of going into a cocoon now, perhaps transform, perhaps go through a metamorphosis. Uh, how's that? Yeah, it's it's about to uh, uh, shapeshift, I suppose. Um, so we've we've had this experiment for eighteen months, and this experiment has been, you know, managing um, a sum of funds. Uh, I believe fifteen thousand dollars on a uh, a monthly basis, and you know, we we really want to scale this experiment up. Um, and we want to, to uh, change the distribution of decision-making authority um, within the DAO itself. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, over the course of the year and a half, we, we don't think the distribution was, is necessarily appropriate um, to, to the most optimal uh, sort of decentralized structure that we can imagine. And so we're, we're going to, to basically move from this Genesis Alpha to Genesis 1.0. That will have new distribution of reputation. It will have um, a new collection of actors uh, within the DAO, um, and it will manage more funds ideally. So that 15,000, uh, we, we'd love to see that scale up to, to 100,000 uh, if possible. And and we see that that money being used um, in, in sort of a symbiotic relationship between uh, a couple of different types of organizations. Um, and the, the first type that we can identify is, is uh, maker orgs. And uh, what they're doing is they're building, um, or, or who they are is uh, these sort of large um, endowed uh, blockchain startups um, that are building uh, primitives uh, kind of across the space uh, or, or the ecosystem. And, and when I refer to, to the ecosystem, I'm talking about uh, the Ethereum uh, ecosystem uh, generally. So um, one organization like this is, is DAOStack. And um, for DAOStack, uh, we're increasing the amount that we'll be contributing to Genesis from, from 50,000 to 40,000. So a, a good chunk of that 100K. And we, we actually, we promised to do that during the, the, the sale itself. So this is, this is the execution of something we've already declared. The, the second type of org that's uh, basically, um, you know, funding uh, Genesis 1.0 uh, is, is funds themselves. Um, so we can think of a number of, of VC and, um, funding actors uh, across the space um, that are uh, putting their money in, in, into projects. And, you know, we think we have something novel to, to offer them. We think, you know, offering them this um, collaborative network of different organizations working in unison in a liquid uh, uh, labor market, a liquid uh, ecosystem. Uh, and I'll, I'll get more into that as I talk about the other orgs. Um, is, is a very valuable pitch, you know, having that uh, exposure um, both within this organization, Genesis 1.0, and, and uh, around it and creating this network effect. I think that's something they're very interested in. And in return for their funding, they'll receive um, from Genesis locked gen tokens. And from these locked gen tokens, they'll receive voting rights, and a good chunk of the voting rights uh, actually uh, will be for them. 
um, and they can become steers and they can be uh, uh, stewards, pardon me, and they can steer uh, this ecosystem in a very direct way that you can't traditionally do um, with centralized funding mechanisms uh, or centralized VC, pardon me. You know, you can you can kind of pressure your your founders, but you, you never quite have direct control, um, not in the way that the blockchain provides. So the third group that we've identified, or the third and the fourth groups, are, are uh, community builders and um, you know product builders or developers, respectively. Um, and one we can imagine a community building organization um, being something like Crypto Mondays. Crypto Mondays is a global events organization that hosts meetups all around the world. Um, and these meetups are designed to educate around the merits of decentralization, to introduce people who have never been exposed to blockchain or cryptocurrency, um, to, um, to, to give them a, a layman's understanding of, of this journey that both you and I are very familiar with, but there was a time where we won't, uh, weren't. Um, so we can imagine a couple of orgs like that within Genesis 1.0 that are really growing this network uh, at an exponential rate, attracting more actors to it um, and uh, uh, growing it. You know, we call them growers. Um, and then this, this development uh, side, um, you know, we can imagine a number of small teams, small development shops, uh, perhaps larger shops as well, but to start some small shops. Um, similar to Dorg, uh, the, the Freelance Developer Collective, um, we can imagine four or five teams basically building um, all of the necessary modules, all of the most important Lego bricks that these makers are, are considering important, that these funds are considering important, and not only uh, build them, but build them in a way that's compatible with the entire infrastructure. So. Um, it, that's modular as the DAO stack is modular. And, and that's in itself a very va va valuable value proposition. Um, you know, if you make something for one DAO, now every single DAO can use it and um, the entire uh, system is benefited from, from this creation. Mm -hmm. the, the fifth type of organization, which could sit on, on either side of this funding relationship, or, uh, we've identified as, as legacy organizations. Um, we would really like to invite uh, NGOs, uh, perhaps uh, government actors, um, corporations and traditional businesses um, who want to experiment with decentralization, who see merits in um, joining this innovator community um, to join. Um, and, and one good example there, we've been speaking to a company called Restart Energy. Um, they're an electric utility services service provider. Um, and you can think immediately, okay, so how would this relationship work for them? Um, okay, they put funding in. Oh, wait, now we have a, a collective of maybe, uh, and I don't know if they do this specifically, but let's say a solar collective where a community owns solar panels. Okay, now they need a way to govern, um, you know, this, these funds that are uh, actually kind of directly related to the the. the What's it called when you're selling the grid, uh, directly related to the grid? Um, so they're selling power to the grid, receiving revenues from the grid, and they need to manage that. And they need to make decisions about where they, they invest that, that capital next. And all of that needs to be uh, built. You know, all that system needs to be built and, and turned, then turned into a template, which 
than anyone around the world who wants to form a collective that does the same thing, that needs the same uh, application for interacting with their own grids, um, has the opportunity to. Mm -hmm. So uh, you, you can kind of immediately see how this could really exponentially grow uh, in an exciting way. Nice, nice. Yeah, I am particularly very curious about how Genesis 1.0 will function as a whole, all of the the different interactions that are possible within its scope uh, really really creates a, an environment with a lot of potentiality. At the same time, you cannot really predict anything. Lots lots of possible butterflies there. Um, I I do I do have a few questions that I would I would love if you could answer. Uh, one of them, which is straightforward, is when is this coming out? So we would we would like to move forward with this. Um, I would say November. Uh, mm -hmm. So so we're currently at the end of September, um, and you know I, I I don't think that's too optimistic uh, of a date. I think that's actually a very real um, sort of push uh, because we have we've we've created the value propositions. You know there there are some organizations in the background who are interested in this and and you know now it's just a matter of moving forward um kind of in between now and then there's there's another big dow launch um called the 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 neck dow um and they're they're using dow stack as well um so so i would say that's uh, that's kind of uh you know in in the internum uh you know keep mm -hmm. keep an eye on that uh this this uh, decentralized exchange uh, called Diversify, uh, previously known as Youth Phoenix, um, have made the decision to to basically take, um, I believe, two and a half million dollars worth of ether, and uh, fund a DAO with it mm. to develop their decentralized exchange. So um, you know Genesis 1.0 is exciting, but there's there's another exciting DAO launch uh, coming before that. Um, yeah, so so just stay cool. tuned, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's interesting to hear. Uh, cool. Yeah, another another uh, question I would have on Genesis 1.0 is um, so you mentioned that uh, some of these uh, org org archetypes uh, they they will be able to. By funding the by funding the ecosystem by funding Genesis 1.0, they would be able to then uh, access locked gen from Genesis 1.0, right? Uh, and That's then fair. right. So I'm wondering uh, where where is this locked gen coming from, and how does that translate into voting rights? Because that's also something you mentioned, right? The accessing locking gen and then that being uh, converted into voting rights. So are we, are we changing the, the voting uh, protocol uh, of Genesis in that regards? It's mo it, it is reputation-based at the moment, right? Yeah, so um, let's, let's start with the first question. Where is this lock gen coming from? Mm -hmm. If you recall, during the, the sale itself, we said uh, 40 million gen uh, will be sold, mm -hmm. uh, 20 million gen will be, be used by DOSTAC, and then 40 million gen will be available to Genesis, actually. 
to, to use it as they, they will. Mm -hmm. um, and this locked gen is coming from uh, that uh, cohort of, of 40 see. million. So it's, mm -hmm. it's the gen that Genesis uh, controls personally. I see. Um, the second question is, you know, what is what is this lock gen doing? And and I, I want to be clear. So so Genesis is not selling gen on the open market. Um, Genesis uh, would be selling gen, which uh, for two years is uh, sitting in a, in a locking contract. Mm -hmm. And while it's in this locking contract, uh, it actually um, we're we're introducing a, a new a new feature, so a new module. And this module, any DAO can use. Um, the next DAO uh, uh, that that uh, Diversify will be using is actually using the same module. So, mm -hmm. uh, two birds, one stone kind of idea. Mm -hmm. um, and within uh, this module, basically, you you take your your gen or or whatever token that DAO decides or multiple tokens, and you say, okay, I'm going to lock it for for two years. And then every every uh, thirty day period or or one month period. Um, there's a pro rata distribution of reputation of inflated mm -hmm. reputation that is distributed to two lockers of the gen token. Mm -hmm. um, and this is, this is actually kind of an important uh, mechanism or an interesting mechanism because uh, you're, you're basically uh, taking the DAO's native capital and you're saying, we're going to reduce the supply. I'm, I'm a long-term believer in this organization. You know, I'm, I'm not speculating. I, I actually, I, I'm, I'm declaring my support. I'm declaring my support in, in the one way that is um, putting the most skin in the game by literally uh, removing my access uh, to this, this capital. Um, now, I, I also want to highlight, though, that this will not be the complete distribution of reputation for Genesis 1.0. Mm. The idea here is that this is... You know, over, over the course of a year, this inflation that occurs might be 20, 30 percent of the DAO's rep. Uh, we don't we don't have a good uh, solid number uh, for that yet. It needs to be enough that it it's, you know, makes these funders um, really think of it as an opportunity. Um, while at the same time, uh, not being so much that it's uh, sort of deterring more meritocratic approaches so people directly contrib contributing to the DAO with their labor um, mm -hmm. and their their skilled labor because we we want some very talented developers to to be interested in, in joining this alliance uh, e even though even if they don't have you know uh, sort of uh, ether to trade for gen or, or die to trade for gen mm -hmm. okay i see that answers it and uh, even yeah just before our talk i was looking at my email and there's this Dowstack um, newsletter, and here they mentioned Genesis Alliance, and they mentioned exactly what you said. Um, and yeah, uh, I'll just quote from here because I think it brings another layer. So, there's a new proposed way to welcome contributors. You'll be able to lock Gen in a smart contract for a certain period of time and receive reputation in the Genesis DAO. This will ensure the true believers take part in the DAO and have skin in the game to back it up. We expect that this will have a positive impact on the gen economy itself and an added layer for an added layer of utility is added. While the Genesis DAO has immersed 
has immense growth potential as the umbrella organization over the entire DAO stack ecosystem. That's pretty much what you described, right? And and I highlighted this because it was one of the things I wanted to bring in in the conversation. So, uh, good reminder for me. Uh, cool. Yeah, I, I think that that says uh, says it way better than I could. <laughs> no, I, I you brought more details. I'm a slow learner. I like that. Cool. Um, so very exciting news. Uh, I'm really curious to see how this will play out, especially for for individuals uh, within the ecosystem. So the possible interactions with different organizations, because so far Genesis has been an experiment of individual. It's kind of like individuals peer to peer, right? Peer to peer. Uh, now, now we have collectives coming to play. Which I think adds a more flavor to it. I'm I'm excited. So November, and it's nice because uh, the idea is that I I think. Uh, Go ahead, sir. If if I can uh, interrupt you, I sure. I'm most excited personally um, for the development of DAO to DAO relations. Mm. So DAOs. because uh, because you're right, Genesis 1.0 is going to transition or or will transition some for some people uh, uh, from sort of this individual level of contribution to, to organizations contributing. Right. Um, and with that, you need to have uh, uh, mechanics where organizations can interact with other organizations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you remember the, the, the Dow stack white paper, they, they talked about this uh, uh, fractal uh, federal fractal governance. Mm -hmm. um, so having one, uh, and I, I like to, to liken it to solar systems, you know, imagine uh, Genesis as uh, the sun, um, you know, and these other DAOs, uh, maker orgs that, that are perhaps uh, DAOs on the platform as well um, as, as other planets. And then, you know, smaller orgs that are drifting between all of them as, as uh, comets or asteroids or moons. Um, and then all of those orgs interacting with each other. So voting uh, within each other. Um, uh, proposing within each other, you know, you could have an organization submit a proposal to another organization, mm -hmm. um, or or staking, you know, directly uh, uh, saying, you know, I think my proposal is good, and I'm I'm going to to stake some gen on that to elevate it to the top of the the proposal queue um, for, right. for your attention. So so that's going to be an interesting transition, and one has not. Uh, we've not witnessed yet in the blockchain space, and I'm very excited to see that happen. Yeah, it's definitely a different, a different playground, right? For for a lot of things, a lot of things. Yeah, as a as a sort of a freelancer or someone who is not at the moment associated with any org, I I hope there's still space for for us. Uh, peers free, or free agents. Uh, yeah free agents uh, uh lonely wolves out there <laughs> uh to no, there's there's uh you know we we really value individual contributors that's not changing um we're just creating uh or facilitating uh, a space for organizations to to come play ball as well yeah that makes sense that makes sense Cool. Uh, Pat, I think we are we're coming to a good moment to end this uh, time-wise, but also uh, we cover a lot of things. 
and I would like to open up the space for you to share any final words or even a joke if you want <laughs> uh, or maybe just to let people know how they could come and contact you um, if they want so yeah so I I don't know if I have any any good uh, funny jokes off the top of my head <laughs> That's funny. I, I don't know why I said if that you want a good joke, if you want a good joke just, what is a just Dao joke? Uh, which one? A Dao joke. Oh, I had one. Let me see if I remember. Um, yeah, what, what's the favorite, what's, what's Genesis' favorite band? No, no idea. Hit me. System of a Dao. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a good one, what too. A, what about a parable? Can I give you a parable to, to close the show? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, we, were, we were talking about the butterfly effect. And, right. and I, I, there's this old Taoist uh, uh, parable that I, I love. And it seems appropriate because Taoism and Taoism. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so there's this, uh, this farmer who, who uh, finds a wild horse, uh, very strong strong uh, uh, horse and he says nice I, I found a new horse and he, he uh, lassos the horse and takes it home and uh, starts training it and as he's training the horse the, the horse uh, bucks him off and the farmer breaks his leg the farmer goes I wish I'd never found this horse what a terrible horse well, that year, the, uh, the, the Mongols invade China, and the, the emperor sends all of his uh, uh, dignitaries to the villages to go conscript uh, an able-bodied man from each household. And they come to his household, and they see his leg is broken, and they say, well, you, you can't fight condition, so we'll move on. And the man says, oh, yes, I'm so lucky. I don't have to go to war. And I, I think that's a beautiful parable. Yes, yes. So, I, I, I had, I had, um, I had a feeling I've, I've heard that parable, and that it, it, it went further, but I wouldn't be able to, to say. But it, it goes in other instances of how the horse, like you know how, how that butterfly, it's affecting other things something about the, the 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 farmer's son or something like that but then i'll leave it for for us to research because i don't know i don't know that right now <laughs> but I, I, I gave the 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 description maybe yeah I, I don't know the full version myself but uh it's definitely a good one it's definitely a good one cool so with with that terrible joke and this great parable <laughs> we'll bring it to an end which was a really pleasant conversation for me uh, it's nice reconnecting with you, but uh, long time we know we, we, we haven't spoken. Uh, and lots of great news on, on the entire ecosystem. I'm looking forward to see how it will develop. I appreciate your time and thank you for coming to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I, I wanted to, to leave and I, I wanted to say uh, when your uh, uh, DAO is deployed for, for DAO. I'd like to be the, the first donor. Uh, to oh, um, 
oh. I'd like to, to donate a, a, a thousand gen. Oh, that's that's yeah. awesome! Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it very much. Appreciate it very much. When is being deployed? That's a good question. Um, so, just one thing on that. I think it's it's great that you brought it up. Um, I've been looking at DAOs being born in you know in this space, and one thing that I want to experiment with is uh, having the the DAO coming to into life in a decentralized manner already uh meaning i don't i don't want to be the one taking all of the steps to you know build whatever it is that will define this dao a, a dao on alchemy or whatever it is so it's a slower process we were talking about that before right when there's nothing out there to get people around it momentum around it it takes more time. So I cannot give you a concrete answer on that. But um, I am weaving the net. I can say that. I am I'm net weaving to so it will happen. And then there is a couple of things to discuss, like distribution of reputation, uh, if the DAO will have a native token, all of these kind of things. Uh, but there has been conversation and there has been people interested. So hopefully we'll see more things happening in the in the near future but i appreciate your donation and i'll i will already share with others uh interested in this i think it will bring another boost to the movement amazing yeah i, I can't wait for it let yeah. me let me know we'll do we'll do awesome pat thank you very much uh enjoy israel that's the one thing we didn't say in the show right you're now in israel with the with the larger team uh, enjoy it there. I heard they have great food. Uh, I bet it's the case. <laughs> I, I never eat better than when I'm here. It's, yeah. It's, I, oh. I imagine. All right. Say hi to everyone and take good care. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you Thank for having you. me. Yeah. Bye-bye. Nice. You've made it this far. So you deserve a reward. Here's a sneak peek into what's coming out in the new iterations of Genesis and Alchemy by Adam Levy, DAOStack CTO. So we know that we have Alchemy in the moment. Uh, Alchemy, as you remember, uh, had like a very, very big change and, and now it's much easier. To yeah. Uh, technologically, it's much better uh, due to some, uh, you know, uh, the, the indexing there and other technical things that we've added, but still I think on the product side, Alchemy is not good enough. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not, it's not slick enough, it's not obvious what it's doing, how it's doing, the users are not, uh, it's, it's not like going into Twitter, you know, it's, we're very fast on this, okay? So it's, it doesn't take three minutes to load like it used to be, but <laughs> it doesn't mean that it's a real product yet. Um, so that's that's what we're working on on this front. Like in, in the in the product front, we want to get like a product which is which is like complete that has like a coherence and and that the users understand and and relate to and and that it it draws more and more adoption. And that that's what we where we're heading now in this front. So this is called basically the code name for the next version is Alchemy Mars, and we're now specking it and we're working with some, uh, you know, uh, outsource company to help us, uh, help us with the UX. Uh, 
hopefully we'll have mockups in a few weeks or so, and we can start work on that. And this is, this is support, I, I'm hoping to have this uh, public in Q1.